Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? It's going well, Henry. It's just really hot down here in Orange County. It's like 100 degrees still. Oh, wow. It's pretty hot up here in the Bay Area, too. I wouldn't say 100 degrees hot, but it's it's up there, certainly. (laughs) We are also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how goes? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I was also going to comment on the heat, but now that Perfira mentioned that it was 100, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> how hot is it in Pleasanton? Like 80s. So. Oh, that yeah. sounds perfect. <laughs> Easy mode. <laughs> nice. Okay. So the Comic Sauce podcast can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Comic Sauce Pod. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022, and today we're going to talk about Morbius, the Morbius movie. Woo! Just... <laughs> there you go. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I sense a hint of sarcasm there, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, it did release a week ago, April 1st, and um, we're going to talk about it. Uh, a couple notes. Uh, I have to apologize because I have not seen the Morbius movie. <laughs> so um, instead of a three-man review team like we typically do, it's going to be a little bit more interview style where I'm going to ask you two questions about the movie and find out about this movie. And uh, yeah, a little bit of history on Morbius in the movies. Morbius has never appeared in a movie. This is his first appearance. Um, but uh, there, there's been a, I guess we can say a history of delays with Morbius in the movies. Um, and this goes way back to the 90s because uh, I was researching a little bit today and apparently it was planned to have Morbius in... Blade 2, way back when. Um, and even before that, uh, there was a cut alternate ending to Blade 1 in which you see Morbius. Um, yeah, he, th- th- this was not used for the final version, but um, in an alternate ending, uh, Morbius does appear and it was planned to have him be in Blade 2. So all of that never happened, but kind of an interesting history there. And uh, cut to more recently, this movie, the movie we're going to talk about, Morbius, uh, was planned to release a couple years ago. And there have been many, many reschedules release reschedules crazy um again researching a bit this movie was delayed a whopping six times i mean this is like unprecedented right so i I actually ticked down all the dates uh july 10th 2020 was the original release date pushed back to july 31st 2020 pushed back to march 19th 2021 pushed back 
to October 8th, 2021, push back to January 21st, 2022, push back to January 28th, 2022. And then finally, it did come out on April 1st, 2022. Now, uh, that, you know, crazy pushback scheduling had everything to do with COVID. Although I'm sure part of it was the the movie itself, right? I think we can consider this a somewhat troubled production, right? Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's a good sort of starting point. Like all these reschedulings, right? And um, I'm curious about you two. How did all that factor in in terms of your expectations? Like knowing that this movie was sort of troubled and pushed back several times, how did that factor in in terms of what you were expecting in this movie? Uh, you want to start, Perfurio? Sure. One, that's obviously a bad sign. When <laughs> movies get pushed back, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, there's always reshoots and stuff, like, uh, the latest example that I can think of is New Mutants, how it got pushed yeah. back many times, and then, like, it just, like, yeah, when it came out, it was just not well received, um, but I guess, I don't know, maybe it's also okay, because then they factor in, like, all, like, these, like, reshoots or stuff like that i mean like dr strange was already supposed to come out like two weeks ago and we're gonna get it next month instead um because of all the reshoots and everything so uh but morbius i mean like i at the end of the day it's a movie that nobody cared for like it's a movie no one wanted like when it was first announced i think me and christian had the exact same like a reaction like why <laughs> out of all the spider-man villains why morbius <laughs> yeah that is a good point about how uh, rescheduling is kind of a bad sign now with the covid era you know it's not necessarily a bad sign because you know everything got pushed back right so um you can't fault some movies, um, but in general, yeah, it, it's not the best sign. The New Mutants example is a great example. Like that movie got pushed back a lot, and sure enough, it was a pretty shitty ass movie. Okay, what about you, Christian? What were your expectations going in? You know, it's funny. For the longest time, like I think, like Porfir would like bring up this movie probably sarcastically of oh hey there's a morbius movie that's in production and i think i would go no there isn't like that's never going to come out that's going to get canned that's <laughs> that's never going to come out oh yeah jared leto's going to be in it i i still don't believe that movie's happening and this kind of went on for a long time of like oh yeah oh no it's gonna happen it's just getting pushed back i don't think that's gonna happen until like i saw the trailer and i thought oh this is this is real like <laughs> I can't remember how much I said that jokingly and how much I didn't fully believe it because of pretty much what Porfirio was saying. It's like such a C D list Spider-Man villain, you know? Um of like, ah, I really don't care. And like 
I really didn't have any hype for it going in. I think like there was a probably a little bit when I saw the trailer of like, oh hey, there's there's a picture of Spider Man in that. Okay, oh hey, there's the vulture. And then it kept getting delayed, and I thought, okay, well it's just a COVID thing, I guess. But like, uh, you know, I'm not hyped for it, so um, you know, if I see it when I see it, I guess. There you go. Yeah, man. The original release date was so long ago. It makes me feel that Sony was maybe trying to get a Sinister Six thing going where they would have individual Spider-Man villains in their own movie and then build their way up towards Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six, right? Possibly, you know, like... They had a Venom movie and then Morbius. And then they're talking about this Craven, the Hunter movie. Um, so it seems like that was maybe kind of the game plan there. Um, but with COVID and all the rescheduling, and then we essentially got to see a team of Spider-Man supervillains in No Way Home, right? So... I mean, all that talk of Sinister Six kind of went out the window in a way, and it it made this movie even less relevant, right? Um, I want to add, too, that, you know, with all the release pushbacks to this movie, we, you know, the three of us, we ended up seeing the trailer for this movie like a zillion times, right? Like Mm -hmm. every time we went to see a movie, they would show the fucking Morbius trailer, right? So uh, that just kind of added to the annoying quality of this whole project, right? And we were just sick of seeing this trailer, a trailer for a movie that we weren't that hyped on in the first place and it kept getting pushed back and we just got less and less excited about it. So yeah, I think it just left kind of a bad taste in our mouths. You, you know, it's so funny you say that because I think um, we did a review for 2020, you know, pre-pandemic. And I think Morbius is actually one of the movies I was looking forward to because of the trailer, because of all like the Spider-Man Easter eggs and everything. And I think you, Henry, are just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even then. And then it just went more downhill from uh-huh. there right and uh, yeah, that's a good point the marketing it seems like everyone kind of knew that this wasn't exactly like a big time thing that a lot of people were going to want to see uh but they were kind of counting on the fact that oh you know if oh, do you like spider-man do you like venom oh well you should you have to watch this movie because it's kind of tied in, right? Yeah. Um, I think they were banking on that a little bit. And it's like the only thing they had going for it, right? Was like, oh, they have a little Spider-Man poster graffiti thing in the background, and there's a Venom mention, and you know, you see Michael Keaton in there. So, like, yeah, I think it was like maybe a desperation move <laughs> to, to draw people in. So again, I haven't seen this movie, so I'm not gonna trash talk it. Um, but you guys have seen it, so let's get into the movie itself. 
So before we do that, let's give the spoiler alert. If you care <laughs> about <laughs> Morbius spoilers, don't listen on. Uh, but if you're like me and you don't really care, or maybe you have seen the movie, please continue listening. You're let's one of the few get into who it. Has seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of few. Uh, so the movie itself. Yeah, let's let's do our pretty standard format here. Um, pros and cons. What did you like about this movie? Is there anything you liked about this movie? Yeah, let's start there with with the pros of Morbius. Uh, Christian, what do you got? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a big flat nothing. It, 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 honestly, it really is. Like this movie <laughs> really has nothing that I liked in it. Wow. I think there's might be a thing or two. I thought it was like kind of okay or yeah. like halfway decent. I feel like there's like a hallway scene where like a nurse is walking down a hallway and the lights aren't working correctly. And there's like a jump scare where you see a hand go around her neck and like a cutaway shot of like a vampire eating her. And like, I think that's the only time I'm like, okay, that was kind of cool that you kind of see the potential of what like a Morbius movie could have been mm-hmm. with like the vampire superheroes and like, but that's like it really <laughs> like it sounds like a joke, but I'm like, honestly not kidding here. Like, <laughs> uh, do you have anything Porphyria? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a positive thing. I would just, it was kind of interesting. I kind of like the effects like they use with, um, what's the actor's name? The one who was kind of like the villain. He was, oh, I think he was a, Matt Smith, I think. Yeah, Matt Smith. He was a Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, you know, he also ends up turning to like a vampire. And so there's like these like scenes throughout the film where him and Morbius like fight. And I kind of like when they go into like that vampire like flying. I thought the visuals were pretty cool on that. Um, but I just thought they were cool. I mean, I'm not gonna say like that was so awesome or anything like that. I was just like, oh that's cool, that's a cool effect. Um but that's it. Like uh yeah, like mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, what I'm talking about though, right? Like the, like when they're flying, and then there's like this like wind or whatever kind of looking visual. Yeah, it's almost like a like a smoke trail. Yeah, that follows yeah. them. I thought, yeah, okay, I'll give it to that the little smoke trail. Like, like, like for, I don't know. Maybe I was thinking more like Mortal Kombat. I was like. This looks cool, but that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, the smoke trail was like kind of cool. Like when it showed up a little bit, uh-huh. I thought it was like a, a, I guess a little overused. I think by the end, but I thought when I saw it, and like he, did, they kind of do this like weird smoke, like effect, like kind of like smoke from Mortal Kombat. Actually, mm-hmm. I get I, yeah. I was like, okay, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we... like, and uh, you know, Matt Smith was okay. I think 
he was hammy, kind of cheesy, but like him and uh, yeah, go go on. No, I was gonna say I feel like Matt Smith, like kind of. I I really want to give it to him for his acting skills. Like he really kind of worked really well with what he was given. I feel like he was. I feel like he was like, oh, like you know, whatever. I'm getting paid for it. Like let me just give my all, you know. And I liked his acting way more than like Jared Leto's acting. I will say. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, he he was playing like you know a hammy kind of villain, and like I enjoy. I was like much more invested in him, I think, than yeah Morbius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, him and um, their mentor character it was Jared Harris. Oh, the the doctor. Yeah, he was like the doctor. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of liked. It. I think it's more. It's more of like. They were given nothing, and they kind of made it all right, you know. Yeah. They turned a negative one into a zero. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, Christian, you mentioned the horror elements of the movie. That was something that I was a little curious about because um, I feel like there kind of isn't enough horror in superhero movies. So, like um, when we got some horror elements in the Batman and some horror, some horror elements in the Venom movies. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Did this movie feel like a horror movie at all? What would your take on that be Porfirio? I feel like if you're like five or seven years old, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, cause there were some, I guess like creepy scenes where like, Morbius's vampire face with like he's like <laughs> like that kind of like the the fangs and the the red um eyeballs and everything would like kind of like um scare a little kid because you know it would just come out of nowhere like it would just kind of be like permanent you know like like what's that you know like the one scene in Fellowship of the Ring where like. Bill Baggins like tries to steal the ring from Frodo and then he does like that fucking scary face like for that one second. Like <laughs> I felt it, it was like that. But um like for me, I was just uh you know, I think for us Christian, I think it was just like I I see what you're doing and these visuals are just not working. Cause one, like I said, it was only for like a second, like like the whole time Morgus is trying like fight that he doesn't want to release that vampire side of him he wants to like um hide it you know so you don't really get to see like morbius's like true um figure for a certain amount of time you only see it for like short period of time and i think that kind of ruins like the the horror element that they were gonna go with yeah i i i definitely see what you mean it's like kind of in the trailer when he's like i am venom and it's like thing you know his face changes yeah um that like yeah they did that and it's 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 you're right it it is kind of like you know baby's first horror movie (laughs) 
Like, I think there was like just the hallway scene was like one jump scare. That's kind of it as far as horror. Whereas the rest just felt like very like uncanny in a way. Like, speaking of that facial transformation, like, uh, I don't know if you got found this uh, for fear the same way as I did. I'm already getting into what I don't like about this movie. But, um, <laughs> like, when Jared, you know, when like his like vampire senses start to kick in. And, mm-hmm. like, you see his eyes change. Like, the irises will become, like, ink blots. Yeah. And, like, you, his echolocation will happen. And his ears, like, wrinkle up. And they kind of look like the bottom side to a mushroom. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, for some reason, I don't know. Did that, like, bother you at all? Did that, like, make you just feel, like, kind of uncomfortable and uneasy? Like, seeing that, that ear special effect? Yeah. Especially the ear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it was, um, oh my gosh, I feel like there's like a certain uh, element to it or a certain um, term, but uh, there's there's like this like thing where, you know, it's kind of like seeing those kind of visuals or even seeing like a bunch of like holes and stuff that kind of oh, give like... Tryptophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really like trip on that kind of stuff so when i saw that i was just kind of like oh like no i was not having it (laughs) yeah same that like it it induced that like tryptophobic response in me as well it made me feel like really uncomfortable while watching it like i wanted to look away but not in a good way like when you're watching like a really crazy or creepy horror movie and you're like oh no it's too scary i gotta look away this just felt gross yeah it felt like you know it like i felt like a, my stomach was gonna get upset from watching this movie <laughs> like it, it's like it's like do they think this is cool is this like something they thought yeah this is a superhero right here uh-huh. and you're watching his ears wrinkle up and it's gross like i don't want to see that and they show it like multiple points in the movie and the cgi is not great either so it looks extra uncanny yeah and like i don't know like seeing him turn into his vampire form i just did not enjoy in the slightest and like i think i like kind of preferred when he went full vampire for those second scenes Mm -hmm. because i didn't have to look at his fucking ears (laughs) (laughs) no eyes you know I, i agree i hated yeah like when he um yeah, like like I said, like did like the vampire thing like for a few seconds. I really liked it when they both met and Jared Leto when they both went for like vampire. Cause then like yeah, like like one like the ear thing and then the whole facial thing. It was just like cool. Let them like just be and stay a vampire and let them like duke it out. You know, like like Henry was saying earlier about like Blade. Um, you know, like let it be those kind of vampires where they just stay in vampire form, you know? Cool. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who felt that way. I'm glad <laughs> that you felt that way too. But how uncomfortable that was. Uh-huh. And it was a stupid power. Oh yeah, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is all good to know. And, you know, I'm I'm glad I know about 
the horror side of it because to me you know this is a character that i don't really care a whole lot about and um and like like we've been saying like no one was really asking for this movie but the one thing that i thought could make this movie interesting is that they made it just a straight up horror movie you know a vampire movie that happens to be you know in the marvel universe right um but it sounds like that wasn't really the case <laughs> and <laughs> oh yeah go ahead prefer I was gonna say I would argue though, like if it was a straight up vampire movie instead of like Morbius trying to find a cure for his vampirism, like if he embraced it, like I feel like it would have been really really strong seeing it like in Blade or Blade Two, mm. like because you know it's so funny you mentioned that earlier because Morbius is in the Spider Man animated series, Blade is also in the animated series. And they actually, you know, they fight, obviously, because Vampire, Vampire Hunter, but they end up do teaming up together, mm. you know? And so it makes sense that they're in that kind of realm. Um, but that kind of character from the anime series was someone who kind of, like, embraced their, the, the, um, genetic mutation or whatever you know still trying like find a cure got it okay and we've already sort of gotten into the the negatives of the movie but let's officially go there what didn't you like about this movie um are there any particular things you want to call out (laughs) everything (laughs) (laughs) um Um, uh, go ahead, Preferio. Let me see. Just because I'll give Krishna time to like <laughs> be specific. But one thing that I will say that I didn't like was um, the the pace of the film. Like I feel like it's like kind of one thing to have a bad storyline, but then it's a whole other thing to just do like a pace of it. For me, it just kind of felt like a video game. Like there was just no storyline. Like, no character development, no, um, it didn't feel like a movie. It felt like a video game. It was just, like, complete this mission. Okay, now we're going to here. Now we're going to here. And there wasn't, like, any, like, explanation how you went from A to B to C, you know? Like, one minute they're on a ship, and that's where Jared Leto becomes Morbius, the next minute, they're back at the hospital and barely, like, nobody's, like, um, questioning what happened on the ship. It's just kind of like, well, that happened, you know? Like, let's move on. And I think that's what, like, Jerry Leto, like, his character kept doing. Like, like the there's obviously FBI police after him, and yet he keeps going back to his lab because that's where he could do his work. And just like, like, come on, like, crime 101. You'd never want to go to, like, the most, like, obvious place, you know? Like, it, it was just kind of, like, stupid, ridiculous. Like, like, why do this? Why do this? And at the end, I think, like, even before the movie, I was kind of, like, 
no point after the Venom movie, I was like, no point in bringing logic into this movie. Just take it as it is, you know. I have heard a lot of negativity about the storytelling in this movie. How it just kind of doesn't make sense, and it's uh, it's kind of a big mess. Um, yeah. Any any specifics on your end, Christian? Yeah, um, I was actually thinking about that same thing. Like, especially in the beginning of the movie. Like the first, you know, first half of it is like mm-hmm. extremely, I think, egregious with this problem where like it feels like some scenes show up out of order. Like the movie starts with him like trying to capture the bats, these like super bats, and then it goes 25 years earlier and you get this weird kind of backstory. And then like, and then it goes, flashes back to him right after he gets the bats. And, like, it's very confusing. It feels like it's going really, really fast. But it doesn't really establish anything about these characters. Mm-hmm. It, and, like... And so it feels like it's going... It's rushing. It's plot along. But it feels so boring that it, it somehow feels like the movie is, like, dragging as well. Weirdly enough. And, like, it, it does feel like scenes are, like, out of order. Like you could just take an entire scene and put it into a different spot. Um, like, yeah, like it's like what Porfirio said with the way how he's on the ship and he kills all these people and just goes right back to the lab for an indefinite amount of time to learn about his powers. And you're not really sure if they know if the FBI is on his trailer, if they don't know, like, because they established the FBI is looking and. They they find a clue, but they're you know they're not you're not a hundred percent sure what they know yet, and um, so it it feels so like jumbled, you know, and like when the movie's really supposed to be picking up, there's like this like really weird scene where like Matt Smith's character, who's now a vampire, Milo is now a vampire goes to a club and like is like you know trying to pick up girls at a club for like a good few minutes before making his kills on like guys that slight him you know and like get in his face and it's kind of like it feels so out of nowhere and this is like this is like a good hour and a half into the movie this is like right before the climax like the big climax when he finally makes his moves to like make the final battle and it's so out of nowhere it like completely drags everything down and you're like what is the point of this scene like and the cops investigate they're like oh that's not morbius and you're kind of like hey, who cares at this point like aren't you guys like trying to stop this vampire <laughs> like the cops are like on his tail and they have like these investigation scenes that go nowhere because nothing, they don't add anything to this plot, you know. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like the cop, the cops were—they just—it it was just like, why include the cops? There was no point in bringing them in, like not even for like comedic humor or anything like that. They were just like really, really unnecessary because they get nowhere. And then even like stuff that they witness—I don't know—it's just because like maybe superheroes exist in this universe or whatever but they were not questioning anything they were just like 
like you know you mentioned the hallway scene or even like the people on the boat and they're like yeah they didn't have blood in them and they're like like they they just kind of were just like that's it like they stated the very obvious but they weren't concerned or anything like that it was just like yeah it seems like i think we're dealing with a vampire or i think so or did they say that i think yeah because you had like the one cop um it wasn't tyrese who was uh I forget uh, the other guy. I forget his name. Um, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking it up. Uh, Al Madrigal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like the comedic cop. Yeah, and it it was just kind of like, okay, is this like, is I is this in the MCU or not? Because like you know, it make kind of it makes kind of sense of this like the MCU because you know they're they'd be used to seeing like like weird stuff so like but like they witnessed this stuff and they're they don't even like like um bat two eyes or anything like that they're just kind of like yeah they have no blood these victims have no blood and like nobody questions it or whatever they're just kind of like they take the obvious for what it is and then they go up and they're like yeah it looks like we're dealing with a vampire and it's just okay. like um, yeah, let's pause there because um, to me, maybe this is the biggest question of it, of them all. Um, yeah, I, I knew this movie didn't look very good, uh, but I'm super curious about whether or not this is connected to the MCU. Because in the trailer, we saw Michael Keaton clearly as the Adrian Toomes vulture character there are hints to venom and spider-man in the trailer so what's the verdict here how much is this tied into other marvel movies uh, okay I, <laughs> do you want to do you want to take this one or do you want me yeah, to <laughs> yeah I, I i prep for this answer <laughs> yeah go for it okay so um let's see where do i start i don't think it's okay so it's not connected to the mcu but it is connected to like the multiverse like sonyverse you know so like christian mentioned earlier um there's two post-credit scenes the first post-credit scene opens like with um do you remember like Doctor Strange, No Way Home, where like all like the sky opens up and then you see everything? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's how the first credit scene open starts with. Like the sky's opening up, oh. it's purple. And right away you remember, like, oh, that's the multiverse. And um Michael Keaton's character, he appears in a jail cell. And somehow he knows that he's not in his own universe. He's just, um, he says like, oh, well, I think he says something like, oh, hopefully they have better food at this universe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how the first one ends. Um, so it's not connected to the MCU. And then... Um, do you want to talk about the second scene or do you want me to do it? Uh, sure. 
I'll take it. Okay. So the second end credit scene after, you know, the first one is just Michael Keaton reappearing. So the second scene is Jared Leto's just driving a car down the countryside and like it's late at night and he gets out and then you see the vulture just fly in full costume from No Way Home or not No Way Home from Homecoming Chitari Tech and he comes and he sits down and he's like hey I don't know why I'm here, but I think it's got something to do with Spider-Man, wink, wink. I think you and I could team up and do some good. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like, to add a little bit more of that, like, yeah, like, Michael Keenan comes flying in the Vulture costume, and then he says, like, something, yeah, very similar to those lines. He's like, yeah, do you want to team up or, like, get Spider-Man? And then, like, Morbius answers like um, intriguing, which is really weird because I don't think Morbius knows who Spider-Man is. Like, yeah. like he doesn't. Like, it, it's just kind of like, why would Morbius want to team up with Vulture? Like, there's been like no mention of Spider-Man or whatever. Um, but. I had to read into this, um, but if you have any more to add, Christian, but what you thought about that scene, I'll I'll wait. Um. Oh, I got something pretty big about what I think about the scene, but why don't you go first? Okay, so I had to read into like what this means and everything. So, uh, one, a lot of people pointed out that it's actually not the same Vulture costume from Homecoming. It's actually way more identical to the one from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, hmm. the one you see at Oscorp? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So some people thought like, oh, this existed in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe. Um, oh, interesting. So, uh, you know, Henry, I think it was you who mentioned earlier about like, we had like, yes, a Sinister Six movie in... Um, in uh no way home but it seems like sony's also trying to have like again like another sinister six film because you know if we remember correctly from like you know like that scene where basic spray man 2 came from there's doc ock's arms you had green goblin already you have the vulture his costume and now add into the mix you have morbius um Venom also is established in this universe, you know, because you have that one scene where Morbius is like, I'm Venom. And um, and they even do reference it a few times within the film where, like, the cops are like, I don't think this is, like, San Francisco, you know, with, uh, yeah. like, creepy alien dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we know that they're making a Craven film, and um, I think in that film, they also casted somebody to play Chameleon. So, right. it, seems, so I, it seems like Sony wants to build like their own um, Sinister Six film for the Sonyverse. Mm. And a follow-up question. Did it feel like the end of the movie 
where you see Vulture, did it feel like the Vulture was transported to the Venom slash Morbius universe? Or were they both transported from their respected, respective universes to another universe? No, uh, it felt more like Vulture was transported. Or it, 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 I want to say it felt, it, it was. Vul- Michael Keaton's Vulture was transported from his universe to that universe. Because you're like, one, he says like, oh, like, this is different. Like, I hope the food's better here or something like that. Okay. And then like... And later on, there's even like a news report saying like this guy, Michael Keaton's character, he's in jail, but he was never, there's no like, um, like, uh, background or what's the word I'm looking for, but like, record. No, yeah, no record, no record of him being in jail. So he's, he's automatically released from jail. Oh, wow. Okay. Although you're saying maybe it's, not the vulture from the MCU, maybe it's the vulture from the Andrew Garfield universe. No, Mike, the Mike, Michael Keaton, like his, it's Michael Keaton from the MCU, but just the costume, it's from Andrew Garfield's universe, I believe. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this is Adrian Toomes from uh, the MCU from Homecoming, it is the same character. <laughs> Got it. But but what's also interesting is this is not the scene that you see. You know, when you saw the trailer that we saw a million times and like he's just by an ambulance, he goes, What's up, Doc? That is never in the movie. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, the scene... there's a... No, keep going, Christian. Oh, I was just saying the scene is completely different than hmm. what I think was advertised. Go going off what Christian said. There's actually a few scenes in the trailer that are not in the film. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, there's a scene where, you know, the, what's what's the, the newspaper company? The Daily Bugle? Yeah, Daily Bugle. Yeah, there's a scene in there where they, I think it's Morbius. He has like a, the newspaper and you do see headlines of like Black Cat and um, I think Rhino. Oh, so like 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 the trailer, right? Um, so you, you know those villains do exist within that universe, but then there's other scenes you don't see, like you know, like we talked about, like that, like I'm Venom universe, and then he's like, just kidding, I'm Doctor Morbius, like that's not in there. Oh, it's not. Uh-huh. So Venom like, is not explicitly referenced in the movie. He does say like I'm Venom, but he like, he ends with a different line. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And then, and then you know how like we, there was that Spider-Man like murder. Yeah. Um, Frank, that's not in the movie either. Oh, so there's like zero reference to Spider-Man then. Yeah, zero mm-hmm. reference. And even it was so funny because um, the the director, he made a comment on it saying like he didn't know about that. Um, Spider-Man uh, frame. He says that he never filmed it or anything like that, and he didn't know that like that existed until he watched the trailer. Oh, I, weird! I, I believe that's what he said. Um, you'd have to like double check, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said happened. 
Oh, weird. So maybe Sony just like CGI that in there for the trailer to try mm-hmm. to drum up some interest. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And although we say that there's zero Spider-Man reference, there was some reference to him at the very end, right? Doesn't Vulture call him out or something? Yeah. Okay. Like, because I, I remember, like, for me, like, I was thinking, like, well, doesn't Doctor Strange, like, erase, like, everybody who knows Spider-Man? But then I was like, oh, no, wait, he said Peter Parker. So Michael right. Keaton never mentions Peter Parker by name. He always says Spider-Man because he does have, like, that history of fighting Spider-Man. So, um, you know, like, after the whole, like, credit scene in the multiverse, like, yeah, Michael Keaton's Vulture is just, like, like oh um like let's get spider-man let's fight let's team up and fight spider-man and you know for me i just found it weird that morbius is kind of like that's an interesting proposal where like like he's never or at least yeah it's never shown in the films like he's never crossed paths with spider-man so just like what what um like why have interest in him you know? right shouldn't he have been like who's spider-man like what's yeah, exactly. that <laughs> right yeah. yeah okay all right gotcha oh cool all right that's interesting you know I, I i was not aware that there are all these tie-ins so um cool yeah now that i've heard about all that it does feel to me that they're still trying to get a villain team up going um i mean who knows what's gonna happen i mean these sony non-spider-man movies have been kind of a big mess so i I don't know how i feel about like them continuing to work towards the sinister six thing and if they did like would it be spider-man versus the sinister six and who would be playing spider-man and i mean uh, just a lot of questions so um we'll see we'll see what happens okay um i had some random thoughts i might run by you guys um with these kind of movies oftentimes they they can work better if they're really campy you know i'm just thinking of the venom movies um the venom movies are very uneven um but what little i did like about them was the fact that uh they tended to not take themselves very seriously and it's almost like a wink wink oh yeah we get it this is pretty schlocky um but um let's just have fun with it don't take it too seriously. We're not taking this too seriously either, right? Um, did you get that sense here? Is this movie campy? Is there comedy? Um, is it serious? What's what's the vibe on this movie? Uh, no, it's it's not really campy. I mean, like it's pretty corny. There's a lot of really like, there's like quite a few really bad one-liners. I think like Tom Hardy's performance in venom is kind of what sells it like the voice that he does for venom and kind of how goofy he makes it 
is what works. But like Jared Leto doesn't really kind of bring that level of charisma. He plays like a very like kind of standard protagonist. They don't go, and I think like it's even though he definitely kills people at at points in the movie. The movie goes so far out of its way to like try to tell you, oh well, he's not that bad of a guy. Like the mercenaries that he kills that we were talking about. Oh, like the cops say, like, oh, they're mercenaries. We don't give a shit about them. They're they're bad guys. They probably deserved it. Like it's established very early on as well that Jared Leto is so smart he made synthetic blood, which is blue. So he drinks that instead of real blood. <laughs> so they show him drinking, you know, blue synthetic blood so they can get away like you know, they can have it like, oh, well, he's kind of a villain. You know, he's a monster, <laughs> but he's not that bad. He's a good guy. He only kills bad guys, and he doesn't drink real human blood. So, like, they're trying, I don't know. It feels like they are they have an idea that they're kind of, they're like, they want to have their cake and eat it, too, in a way. But in a sense, they feel like they have neither, you know? It, it doesn't really go either way of making full protagonist or full antagonist. It tries to balance it, but it achieves neither by being so in the middle uh, of like both of those ideas. Yeah, going off what Christian said, I think like this film thought it was good. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> It was trying to be serious and really try to keep that tone. Like, I think it was really just trying to avoid, like, that campiness to try to maintain, like, that horror, like, serious vibe. Like, like this is Morbius. He's a vampire. This is going to be scary. And, you know, it's not scary. It's just like, yes, it is. Like, like Christian said, like, he, there's, there's a hallway scene. There's a jump scare. There's there's blood and there's killing and stuff. It's just like, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Got it. Okay. Well, so another thing that comes to mind is, okay, we have a movie that doesn't have good storytelling. It doesn't have much of any comedy uh, the performances aren't great. Uh, there's laundry lists of offenses here, right? But, you know, a lot of times with a superhero movie or just, you know, action movies in general, um, you can kind of forgive it if there are some cool effects and cool action scenes. Uh, how does the movie work on that level are, are there any action moments that you enjoyed or or any cool effects it sounds like there's a few effects you guys like but what about that stuff what um okay so there's i, I want to hear your thoughts on this christian but there is okay so um matt and jerry leto they're vampires they they're the big climax battle scene is yeah they fight in like the subway or something like that and somehow Jared Leto has like this like Ant-Man power where he could like call these bats that live in the subway and he calls them to like help him out and stuff 
and then like Matt's character's like, oh, you can't beat me. Like, I'm undefeated. You're weak and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, gonna like kill Jared Leto. And then Jared Leto somehow uses like this like bat force to like push Matt's character against the wall and then just keeps him there for like long periods of time to deliver some kind of like one liner of something like, you can't beat me, or I, I don't remember what he says, but like one of those like stupid like one liners, and then like I forgot what he does to kill him. Um, but I just thought that was like really ridiculous. One, I was like, who knew there were a lot of bats in the subway? And two, I was just like, this bats using the force kind of power is really weird. This would help Batman in a future movie. <laughs> oh man yeah that scene was so weird Dude, the, like he even like puts his hands behind him like he's like charging up like an energy blast from dragon yeah. ball z yes. or like a hadouken and like puts his hands out like he's doing the hadouken and the bats like kind of move in force to like push matt smith against a wall to pin him oh. and like that's what i was thinking <laughs> Like, it looks so goofy. <laughs> yeah. And then, like... So we could, like, do it and, like, stab him with something. <laughs> oh, was that it? I totally forgot. I think he stabs him with, like, some sort of, like, knife or some sort of serum or something to get away his bat powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. And, like, he's... And then he says something like, I think Matt says something like, oh, I thought you loved me or I loved you. I was your like friend, that. man. I was Why your are you f- doing this? Yes, that, that was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> After I just killed like two people that are like very close to you. Why are you doing this to me, bro? We're friends. Wow. <laughs> and like, yeah, that f- the fight scenes were really bad. Like, um, they like, yeah, it's like kind of hard to see what's going on in that last fight scene. I think they overdo that like smoke like effect. And like, there's a scene at the very, like, I think when he first gets his powers, they, they do this a lot where it feels like this like weird Zack Snyder ripoff where you see a lot of like slow motion where like he's moving so fast and then he'll like start a motion and then he'll wisp and like be and appear somewhere else and slash a guy and then appear somewhere else. And it kind of seems like, yeah, it seems very Zack Snyder knockoff, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. harder to see, you know, mm-hmm. everything's really, really dark. So they can have the slashing moments, of course, without showing any blood because it's PG 13. That's an R rated thing. <laughs> And so, so yeah, not even the action was enjoyable. Like the character designs didn't look very good either, and like the CGI looked kind of plasticky. So it's like they're not even like like the effects weren't in action weren't even all that entertaining. There was there was one scene that tell me what you think, Christian. There was a scene where so Morbius has an assistant. I forgot what her name is, but um. She is a victim to Matt's vampire character, 
and Morbius like goes to like go save her, but it's kind of too late. But I think he gives her like a blood, a little bit of her of her blood, and I don't know what he was thinking. But then like right afterwards, he like drinks her blood, and the thing is with like Morbius' powers is. He doesn't get like the full extent of his powers unless he drinks human's blood. Like the artificial blood that Christian was talking about earlier. Like it like satisfies his need from totally going like full on Morbius, but um to use like his full vampire potential, he has to drink like actual human blood. So then he like bites her and drinks her blood, but la- then later on, um like before the movie ends, she like awakens as like a vampire. And I was like, is this what Morbius wanted? Did he want to turn to a vampire? Or did like, was this total coincidental? Or I was just really, really kind of confused about what happened. Yeah, that was kind of confusing because you're not, because he's like a genetic vampire and not the classic like Dracula type character. It's hard to see what the extent of his powers is. You know, like, don't you need the like the specific serum that he took mm-hmm. in order to get the vampire powers or something that he, like, created in a lab instead of just the blood, you know, uh, of Morbius, like you would have in, like, your classic Dracula story, you know? And, like, it's, like, there's a lot of questions to that. And you almost wonder, it's, like, do they just put that just because they know they couldn't, like, kill her? Because it's, it's PG-13, can't have too much blood and too much death here. <laughs> so, well, she's fine. She's a love interest, so she's a vampire, too, now. Like, it's almost like that was also their, like, sequel bait, you know, moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like, ooh, gotta see what's next. She's a vampire now. Mm-hmm. So, so Henry can watch that in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> We're giving you good stuff here, Henry. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so clearly you guys thought this movie was bad. But exactly how bad? Let's rate it. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, what would you rate Morbius? Uh, how about uh, Porfirio? You want to start here? So it was like five, like really, really, really bad, or it's like <laughs> one, like bad. Like, uh, so the way we've been rating them, five is as good as it gets for a movie, and one is the worst possible rating you could give a movie. Oof. Yeah, one probably <laughs> the lowest. Yeah, I, I wasn't say negative one, but you said one's the lowest, so <laughs> because you can't go lower. <laughs> <laughs> Not until you watch this movie. Uh, how about you, Christian? What would you rate this one? Oh, yes, this one gets a one. This is a hard one, <laughs> a <dude>. hard one, <laughs> like, yeah, damn. like. Like I said, there's nothing to like here. The characters are bland. The story makes no sense. The effects and the actions suck. And like, it, it fails on every level. This is like, 
This is Catwoman tier. This is Suicide. I'd rather watch Suicide Squad again. Then we'll have to watch this again. I'd rather watch Fantastic Four again. Same here. (laughs) This is bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's something else, man. Um, Yeah, I did have a final question to throw out. I think you guys kind of answered it, but um, my thought about Morbius and uh, just the Sony verse Marvel movies in general was that uh, they're kind of cranking out the shittiest superhero content out there right now. Um, yeah, you know, DC movies have been much maligned over the years, but uh, uh, this uh, this whole Sony verse uh, Marvel stuff is kind of stepping up <laughs> in terms of shitty superhero movies, right? Um, now... My question was, how does the Morbius movie compare to the two Venom movies? Um, it sounds like this one's probably the worst of the bunch, but just, yeah, any thoughts about uh, these three movies in particular? Hmm. It, it follows a very similar structure to the first Venom movie, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't have like, uh, like Tom Hardy to really like carry it, you know? Yeah, like I feel, I feel like. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you, Christian. No, it was pretty much done. Go for it. <laughs> I feel like Tom Hardy was the perfect role for Venom. Like he really does make the character. Jared Leto just does not make for like a convincing Morpheus. Like, I think, you know for these like Spider-Man villain films to exist, you have to have Spider-Man. They can't exist on its own. Like, you know, like there are certain characters, I guess, that can exist without like the main superhero, like, you know, like Joker or even like, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Riddler movie from like the Batman um, movie that just came out, you know, but they just have to be like really well written and just not be like corny, you know. Otherwise, yeah, just include the the hero if you're gonna go for like that corny aspect. But um, yeah, Jared Leto, he was just his method acting did not pay off for this movie. Well, that's a solid take about Spider-Man because I was thinking the exact same thing. How you can't make a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. Because look at Sony. They seem to do just fine when they have Spider-Man in their Spider-Man movies. Look at Into the Spider-Verse. You look at No Way Home. Great fucking movies. Uh, But uh, yeah, with, with Venom and now with Morbius, it just seems like the the the, the key element is missing, <laughs> right? And uh, you know that's not to say you can't make a, a decent Spider-Man villain movie, um, but uh, number one, I think it's it's a tough task, and number two, you kind of have to take a totally different approach. I mean, look at 
the Joker movie. Um, very original, uh, a totally fresh take on the character. And um, that was not a Batman movie, right? That was that was a Joker movie, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think with with Venom and from what I'm hearing with Morbius, they were really trying to follow some sort of superhero formula and um, they weren't trying to do something very fresh and new. So, yeah. Okay, I have a question for both of you. Obviously, this one was not well liked from none of us and Henry hasn't even seen the movie. <laughs> um, what do you think could have happened to like sell you into watching the movie hmm. like, like what do you think like in terms of morbius itself like what do you think like they should have done to like like whether it be like maybe they did this storyline or maybe if they focus on this or the visuals are better on this like what do you think would have sold you on morbius because obviously, like, you know, like turning something from nothing is possible within the superhero genre, like Guards in the Galaxy and, um, you know, even like Shazam or Deadpool, you know, whatever. Like, what do you think, like, could have been done to just, like, look forward to or someone enjoyed this film? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because that was sort of floating around in my mind too. Um, and it, it sort of ties into my, my horror question earlier. Yeah. In my mind, I think the only way you could make this work was to, was if you made it a hard R horror movie, you know, don't make it a superhero movie, make it a horror movie, make it rated R, make it ultra violent. Um, don't make it for, comic nerds make it for horror fans you know um that might be kind of cool that 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 would be sort of intriguing to me um clearly that's not the route they took uh but uh yeah to me i think that would be the only way that it could have worked it still would have been a pretty tough task i think um but you know you're talking about a character that is not a household name and um it's again a spider-man movie without spider-man like it, there's so much going against it um that, that's the one thing i think that possibly could have worked hard r horror yeah um i definitely agree with that like i think like because i was thinking like okay maybe this this film maybe there's something there that like is just waiting to get out you know so i think like one answer that i guess like i know this might be an easy answer but blade talk about blade earlier i think one is that blade would have really sold this movie a lot better if you take out like the cops and replace it with blade uh but it's a different movie but i think yeah hard r horror movie and i think probably like take out the villain in the movie because I don't think Milo is even a comic book character. They just made him for the movie. Um, and instead, just take out take out him and make Morbius the villain himself. You know, make him a sympathetic villain, but he is bloodthirsty. He does kill people. 
Uh, and like it could be a little more like um, really great classic horror movie is The Fly um, with Jeff Goldblum. Great John Carpenter movie about a, a scientist who is trying to do something but ends up becoming something completely morbid by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you have just, um, you know, his his partner, who I th- um, in this case, her name, uh, Martine, the character from this. I had to look it up because every, everyone's really forgettable here. And just make her the main <laughs> character. And have it follow her and her trying to help cure Morbius, but Morbius may be too far gone, you know, and essentially follow more of like a horror plot like that than to try to shove in like a superhero villain that he used to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think that sounds that sounds infinitely more interesting than what we got <laughs> or just a straight yeah. up blade movie like you guys mentioned at the beginning of the, the the cast, you know, like I would way rather see a Blade movie with Morbius, yeah, than a movie right. just about Morbius. Yeah, I know. Henry pitched in the beginning already. I was like, that sounds way better, <laughs> right? Yeah, interesting too. How you guys had issues with uh, how they? It sounds like they really tried to make. Morbius a sympathetic character, right? It's like, oh, he's not that bad. He makes his own blood and you know, he only kills if he has to. There's only bad people. Like um that that's um something that might have been cool to see too where they make Morbius totally unsympathetic. You know, that was a cool aspect of the Joker movie. Like that movie really tested you. Like they made the character relatable. He seemed like an everyday kind of person, but he does all this terrible shit in the movie, particularly like the second half. Right. Um, and it, it's never like, Oh, he's not that bad of a guy. Like, you know, he's okay. Um, it, it's really like, he just makes terrible decisions and he's, he's really a terrible person when it, when it comes down to it. Right. Uh, so that would have been cool to see. Right like a Morbius movie that's like violent and horror filled, but also, you know, a guy that maybe is totally unlikable. He's just like a bloodthirsty killer and, and it just completely like tests you. Um, yeah. Maybe you, there's aspects to him that's relatable where it's a scientist who, who tries to do something wrong, tries to do something right. And it goes horribly wrong. And we can kind of relate to that, but then ultimately he's just like completely not redeemable um yeah like when you were just when you guys were describing how the, the movie was trying so hard to make you want to root for him like i i i know how that goes like how when that goes wrong it it just feels really terrible like it's, it's just it doesn't work at all right uh, so a, another aspect that maybe the movie should have uh, should have gone with okay with that we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry Perfirio and Christian. <laughs>